Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, singer, and visual artist, Eris. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hola! Hi, hi, hi. hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast. Pride I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Darrell Anthony. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. And shout out to our friends over at Rehab Entertainment. Shout out, shout out. To you, this episode is brought to you by them. Thank you so much. Hey, Teresa. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing, John? How and you also, doing? happy Transgender Awareness Week. Yes. We are leading up to Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is typically observed on November 20th. So shout out to all our friends out and about. That also happens to be my birthday. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is what a happy early birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy early what? birthday, Ashley. Well, I'm a coincidence that your birthday lands on trans... Transgender Day I mean, Day my birthday is just an amazing event. You know, the stars align. Kind of does. What it's do you have planned, Ashley? It always happens with, like, <laughs> Harry Potter uh, premieres. Uh-huh. Or, like, a huge movie always premieres, usually. Not sure if anyone heard my question, but I said, mm-hmm. oh, what you? do you have planned, <laughs> oh, Ashley? When Brain's famous, hello. 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 Yeah, hello. no. Um, <laughs> you know, we might be going to Park City, Utah. Bing, 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 bing. Living this nice ass house. We're taking our private jet. Uh-huh, our private jet. Our PJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's the and, only way we travel nowadays. You know, it's the safest way to travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there and have some hot chocolate, get in front of the fire, get in the hot curb, have a little sleepover. Maybe we'll we braid each other's hair mm-hmm. and play mash. I don't Yay! know. I loved mash. <laughs> and, right? and the most famous game. M-I-T-D. Darrell, please tell the listeners what <laughs> M-I-T-D stands for. Murder in the dark. It's so fun. <laughs> it is my favorite game. It is my in the favorite game. There's M-I-T-D. A, there's a killer. There's a virgin. There's a cop. There's mm-hmm. townspeople. Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm. It is so much fun. You I mean, it's Google much how like to, a, how to play it. Right? You can Google how to play it. It's really fun, but that setup sounds much like America nowadays. Um, Murder in the dark. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> except they're doing it in the light. Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With us being in Transgender Awareness Week, I definitely want to remember all the trans people that have been killed this year mm-hmm. by all the hatred in this world. Like it's. It's dumbfounded. I can't believe it. Crime, I think I read, was up like a hundred and eighty something percent. Which what? because how of, is that even fucking? Possible? I don't know, but because of you know who just stoking the flames of hatred and racism. Well, hopefully that will be over in about sixty days. Oh, I think what I'd it like, is. When I don't have to see his dumb face I'm in the rose garden. I'm sick of him. Like, we'll, I, I will just be so much happier and so just, much more calm. I just hope he just fades into the distance. Into the abyss. Like, he like, needs to um, just be forgotten. A terrible footnote. Like, in the America. Avengers. 64 days. Um, 64 days. Not until trash pick up. Trash pick <laughs> well, he's. Thanos. <laughs> yeah, but I was yeah, saying, I hope they just, like, drift away. Like, just, I just hope he's just. 
Him and well, his he bitch still daughter. hasn't conceded. So I don't She's know. She's running well, for 2024. Whatever. He technically, in a tweet, said he won and then followed up with some other bullshit. Well, he said that in a speech, too. He's like, when the new administration... <clears throat> When and if the new administration? Damn, oh God, it's give it really up. Dumb. It's, it's really. I mean, dumb. I think he, I think he's having a mental break. Um, I read mm-hmm. that he's actually going to be staying in the White House this Thanksgiving for the first time. He's not going to Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I feel like with him gone, his supporters are still there. We're still gonna have this level of hate, and I don't know. He's the only person, unfortunately, who can get his supporters to calm down. He's literally the only person that can say, hey, mm-hmm. just like John McCain, when he conceded to President Obama, mm-hmm. he, I remember at the beginning of his speech, his supporters started booing, booing, and he said, no, 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 let's not do that. He gave a peaceful transition and said, this is, this is what we're going to do. I concede, I concede, let's support him, let's do it for the right of America, and people immediately started clapping, mm-hmm. they started cheering, and this motherfucker need to do it. Well, I think it's important to remember not all 74 million of the people that voted for Donald Trump are, quote unquote, Trump supporters. They, including my parents, they just wanted a Republican in office. Mm -hmm. So I'm just guessing at numbers, maybe a third or half of those 74 million are actually Trump supporters, which is like a quarter of the voters in America. So we're in the majority. But the minority still has a loud vo- voice. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way of putting it. Well, you that know. made me feel better. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's, that's... if I look at it that way, because what I just see. But then there is the people that would vote for Trump, and it's just like cast those because they're hateful and they want cast those concerns aside. Like it's just like yeah, you know, human rights and stuff just isn't that important to you. I know. Yeah, I know. if it doesn't affect you. Yeah, I was gonna say if it, if you're not affected by anything, then you don't care about anything. Yeah. But it's bullshit because it shouldn't have to happen to you for you to care. For exactly. Having common fucking human decency. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's not the way it is. With over two hundred thousand people being dead with this goddamn coronavirus. I saw a meme that was like Republicans or Trump supporters more uh, will believe voter fraud with no evidence but will deny that COVID is a thing. With at, numbers. With, with 200. Like, yeah. Respect, that does doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Well, what sense doesn't make any more sense all. is the fact that Trump was on the ballot with the Senate and the House. And if we didn't, if we cheated, then shouldn't we have cheated on that too? Right. So. Exactly. Well, I mean, look, okay. So like when I would cheat in chemistry, we would all have like different answers <laughs> and be like, okay, you have to get like these these different, we couldn't all have the, you know. Can you not give those idiots more ideas? Because I know that there's one or two who's listening from Oakwood, Texas, that's running back telling somebody something. But listen, um, what's very upsetting is also this administration, as we know, have been lying. Um, Just the other day. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Kim Richards. Um, The other day, um, they obviously, which is very heartbreaking for me and really hard to talk about, and Ashley and I kind of spoke about it a little bit, they did the Million MAGA March. Um, For me, the disrespect of the Million Man March and taking from that to create a hateful march is very disgusting. But what was interesting is Ivanka Trump and her her coked out brother, um, who I don't know where he's getting that from. Which one? Well, Don Jr. He's the one who's doing it the hardest. The other one's probably on meth or something because he never smiles and you don't see his teeth and I expect they're rotten. But they tweeted a video. They're like, look, uh, one of our... 
Trump supporters at the Million Maga March was attacked, and they only tweeted the back half of the video where he fell on the ground because he got knocked out. Yeah. Then somebody said, let me show you the whole video. Mm. And the whole video was him running up to people who were out there saying, you know, Biden-Harris and punching them and knocking them out. And then he went after the wrong person. He actually went after a woman. He punched a woman. And then a bunch of men who were on the liberal side was like, hey, and actually some that were on the conservative side said, that's a woman. That's a female. You don't hit her. And he said, I don't care. I have no respect. If she doesn't go for Trump, I don't respect her. And then what happened is a guy came up behind him when he was like trying to hit the woman again and like cold cocked him in the head and knocked him to the ground. They only showed the guy running up, who was an African American male, running up, hitting him in the back of the head and knocking him down. They say, you see how this, and it's like, I want everyone out there who feel that side, who's been going over to Parlor because they are looking for a safety net to speak racism. Oh, it's and a all. safe space that they made fun of people for <laughs> yeah, wanting to have. Yeah, snowflakes. Yeah, yeah. So I need y'all to, re- if you're going to watch the news and believe things, I need you to watch the whole videos, read everything, and see what's going on before you make a decision. Because or that before to you me, run your mouth. Because that to me was just a blatant lie. It's like, well, that's the whole video. Not what you're going to say, and then everybody's crickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's what they're doing. It, like, like their stupid dad, or just like stoking the flames. They're like, "Oh, look at this!" <laughs> no. Tiffany Trump is running uh, that. Um, oh, that. <laughs> we we here on Friday yeah. podcast are uh, body positivity, but Tiffany Trump is definitely <laughs> she's definitely running around. You saw the you saw the, the words. I saw the words. Said you that. Tiffany Trump is actually running um, the LGBT division of the. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's just that. Yeah. (laughs) She said the LGBT. What did she say? It was the LGBT. QIA plus community. And she, she was quick to erase trans. That's not even a thing. What? I also, she was quick to erase trans. She did erase trans, part. and I took a page out of our great co-host, Brayden Bradley's book, <laughs> and I definitely tweeted at her, and I was just like, your dad didn't even know you existed till a year and a half ago. Yeah, he never. He never. He <laughs> yeah, that sounds He literally right. never mentioned her. And what happened to Baron? He disappeared. Was he real? Right. Uh, we have not heard Is Melania real? He, I don't know. No. She got a bunch of, you know, she's like there a silver but they were passing that Mm-hmm. Anyway, I can't all, wait for all the tell-alls. When all this bullshit's been going on, <laughs> Dolly Parton has been out there fighting the good fight, mm-hmm. donating a million dollars to the Moderna vaccine for COVID nineteen. So shout out to Dolly, really appreciate that. I'm sure you got more Dolly money, Parton cured COVID. I will always right. love you. Ain't that some shit? A president <laughs> can't it all cure over it, but Dolly sure can. Jesus, well, thank God. I know. Well, that's probably because she wanted Dollywood to reopen again. But you know what? She can do whatever she wants. She can have all these, you know, false pretenses that she wants to um, assume. But we really love you, Dolly. So thank you for that. I think that, listen, I think it's possible. We talked, um, you know, in the green room, we talked about Taiwan and the fact that they have the Ultra Music Festival that was able to come Mm -hmm. back because they did a national shutdown. And to me, I think it's possible. If we could do a shutdown, that would be great. And I feel like this new administration may be on board to do it. But a lot of people don't want to do that. Obviously, Republicans don't do it, don't want to do it. And a lot of, uh, sorry, a lot of Democrats People don't want to do it either. They well, don't we, want to shut down. People can't mm-hmm. because people are afraid. Because here's what's happened. In the United States, someone was talking about this. We are full of greed. We're all about money. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, mm-hmm. you, you go to other people, other countries, you ask them what makes them happy. Money is not at the top of the list. When you ask people in the U.S., like, what do you need? What makes you happy? It's always money. And so we don't want to shut down because of what money. What is and, that? I don't know. It's a sign of, of power. It's because mm-hmm. It's because they're like... Well, we worked for it. We put mm-hmm. in our hard labor 
our like efforts. This is our money. It belongs to us. Mm-hmm. We we worked for it. Well, sure. people also just don't want that stress. I think the stress of money, especially in America and the social classes we have. I mean, we're already divided by social classes, right? So mm-hmm. you growing up there was times where you see those kids who, even me in my position, I would see kids who were less than me. Like yeah. They would come to my class, like to the classroom, and it was like, oh, your parents have to make bring snacks, and they didn't have yeah. snacks to bring. Or you would see those kids who were wearing the same shirts and the same pants, and mm. you know, two or three days in a row. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know what anyone else is going through, and I think that a lot of people just don't want to be in those positions that they once were in or they've seen those That's women. why I don't understand why the Republican Party bases their beliefs in Christianity, because that is not something that Jesus yeah. would practice right. whatsoever. Yeah. It just, that never really makes uh, yeah, sense Yeah, I me. never understand people, like, funneling their hate through Christianity. Right. It doesn't, I, make it doesn't make any sense. sense. It, it does. To them it does. I don't know right. how. I don't know how either. I, I mean, know. it's just like a That's, pass down from generation to generation. Absolutely. Just keeps getting skewed and more and more yeah. skewed. And then when you have someone like we have an office right now who like, yeah, those thoughts, they're, they're totally valid. Like, you're definitely on that right hatred track. Then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this yeah. does make sense. But that's why I'll keep it up. But that's why we have... But that's why we have... Good people who are preachers like your father. Mm-hmm. We have people like Brayden. You have a strong faith, like who you guys you you speak out, and I mean you have a strong faith too. Actually, you trifling, but you got one. But uh, <laughs> wow. um, I but, am an angel. Yeah, right. But we have people out there who <laughs> are trying to to reaffirm Christianity. It's like we're not like this. We're not all no. like this, and, no. and it's not how that. It's just not how it works. I don't understand. Yeah. They're like, as long as you accept Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. But we're going to take all their money. We're going to take all of their rights. We're going to, they are going to get locked up and they're going to stay there for as long as we, we're going to take all their votes. We're going to put the ballots in the trash can. But as long as Jesus is in your heart, you're going into heaven. It does not make any sense to me. I mean, people are struggling financially. A lot of people are turning to the apps only fans um, to try to, to account for money. Um, Uh There's, there's a guy that's on Twitter um, he was doing the with the Rosa um, Carlos, uh, Carlos, Car- Car- uh, yeah, <laughs> Carlos uh, Pereira, and I, I, I really feel bad because he literally made a speech and he was just like, "I'm doing this for my family. Like, my grandmother has a lot of health issues. We don't have insurance. We cannot pay for things. I know that people thirsted because that thirst after me, and they do. Mm-hmm. And he created OnlyFans, and then when you think about it, those OnlyFans are much different than the celebrity OnlyFans that we see. That yeah, are those just, are trash. That, that are just doing those particularly because they're like, I'm a celebrity and I can do it. Like, if Austin Mahone makes one more thing and drops his towel and walks away and you see nothing I'm gonna choke his I'm gonna Chris kill him see that, that's the Chris shit Brown's gonna that be I hate like whenever I'm researching OnlyFans it's like I need I to love know that, I need that to, term of phrase you know, Adam, researching. I, I need to know what content are you providing because I'm gonna give you my money I'm gonna need to see some things <laughs> And then it's almost like you need a shake contract. Your ass proper. <laughs> <laughs> what you get up there and shake your ass proper. Exactly. Right. Right. Oh, you. you need a contract before you sign up. Anyway, we here at Pride the Podcast are pro-sex work. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you boot? Well, that's an ongoing debate, and I've had to debate it within myself. Obviously, I'm pro-sex work now, but growing up mm-hmm. Christian in the Deep South, yeah. it's it's obviously shunned yeah. upon. Yeah, you don't talk about um, sex. No, but what I appreciate is one of our council members who's running for city council next year, Marty Gold Cummings, who's in our district, is mm-hmm. also pro-sex work and is very vocal about it, and that's 
great that we are able to at least have the conversation to hopefully progress the narrative that sex work is okay, especially in times during like the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. the only way that people can make money is sex work and that is their prerogative in no matter mm-hmm. and I no think matter are, what you say about and it doesn't it. have and to I be think, in person too well i was gonna yeah. say yeah. i think there are different well you can't be in person unless you get a variables. rapid test and you gotta wait three days for it to like clear yeah because that's <laughs> porn is doing that porn is doing yeah that. because um i subscribed recently to um i'll go ahead and say to boomer banks only fans and um he puts out content like two or three times a week and so it's just like, okay, so hopefully you're being, you know, obviously COVID safe. But what I was going to say was like, there are multi-levels and variables to, I think, sex work. And it's like, yeah, it can all, it can be digital. It can be, you know, nude photos or whatever the case may be. I, I don't think it is just necessarily just sex. Well, I know all the major porn companies, including Sean Cody, for example, are requesting that everyone not only get rapid um, HIV tests, but also rapid um, COVID, COVID tests. So there are there is happening in like the major porn companies, but what I fear is for those that aren't major and you know doing independent work on their mm-hmm. own, they may yeah. have a harder time getting to that, maybe due to health insurance or things like that. So hopefully we can get the health insurance and all of that stuff talking points back. I wonder if Lady G has an OnlyFans. <laughs> well, she they probably, probably does. subscribe. Maybe, probably. You know what she does. Well, she you actually she was does. caught. She's been caught, you know, she talking with her panties around her ankles ass. Again. She's panties. talking out her ladybug ass. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she does kind of look like a ladybug, but... No, you know why they call her Lady G? Tell me. Yeah. Because her asshole has freckles around it and it looks like a ladybug. So all her boy callers <gasps> call her Lady G because she looked like a ladybug up in the ass. <gasps> I'm <laughs> gagged. Like, I wish you could have... That is TMI. Well, Honestly. check out the OnlyFans and you'll get the D-M-I. <laughs> I, I would like to You think you're clever, I don't would, you? Say, I'd like to see that. I would like to see that. Um, so, speaking of Lindsey Graham, because he's lost all of his morals... Um, he's lost he, Well, marbles, marbles morals. So, he literally... Earlier this week, he had spoke to, uh, in Georgia, uh, the Secretary of State and said to throw away some ballots, which they came out. They were like, um, he told us to throw away some ballots, like, that was not going toward Trump. Like, he literally asked us to do this. Lizzie Graham had no response to that, but... He said uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Sure. So, <laughs> Jake Sherman uh, from MSNBC just uh, tweeted, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham just told a group of reporters in the Capitol that he's spoken to the Secretaries of State in Nevada and Arizona. This is in addition to the Secretary of State in Georgia. He said that he's doing it as a senator who's worried about election integrity. Oh. He also said oh, that he, he spoke yeah. to Doug Ducey in Arizona, <laughs> and he can't remember who he spoke to in Nevada. So it just escapes my memory. The Secretary talking. of State in Arizona just responded to the tweet and said, "This is false. I have not spoken to Lindsey Graham." So right now, I feel that we, we have a situation where even if he did speak to them and whatever, and they like overturned the election votes in Arizona, Nevada, and Arizona. Did I say Arizona? Yeah, I'm in Georgia. Um, Whatever. He won. Biden won Pennsylvania. So it's done. It's a wrap. Get out of the fucking White House. I think it's It's pronounced Nevada. Depends on where you grow up. (laughs) I'm watching Veep. And that's a whole thing. Listen, hold on before we uh, go to break. Hold on. So I've been rewatching Veep. And literally what's happening... Right now in our country, it was an episode or like a story arc in season four or whatever. They're having a whole like election, like 
she thinks that um, she's her votes are being stolen. So they mm-hmm. send people to Nevada. So there's a whole joke. <laughs> so every time she's like, I need to go to Nevada! Nevada. Yeah! <laughs> and so what's happening there is like, okay, she found all these other votes and they're like, count the votes! Count the votes! Oh and God. then she realizes all the votes are going to uh, the basically the Donald Trump mm-hmm. Whatever. character. And so then she's like, stop the vote! Stop the count! You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we're literally living in an episode of Veep. Wow, well, she goes to Nevada to stop the vote. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Eris, singer, songwriter, and visual artist. Hello, and welcome back. We have with us singer, songwriter, and visual artist, Eris. Hello, Eris. How are you? I'm great. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing well, good. Doing well, can't complain, can't complain. <laughs> Sipping on a little bit of wine. Mm-hmm. Make sure um, you have your drink. Yep, yep. Uh, We're doing a lot better um, this half of November after that crazy election. So I've just been in lighthearted spirits. Mm-hmm. As lighthearted as I can be. Because, you know, I just feel like I'm waiting for the, the other shoe to drop. Like it actually was a dream or something. It's some bullshit. I feel like is gonna happen just because it's twenty twenty. Yeah, I feel that. Just, you know, that's just my pessimism. Haven't we suffered enough? Have you been doing since the quarantine, Eris? You know, we've all been doing. We've been in a pandemic which feels like two, three years now. Seriously, like, I, this year has been the longest year. So, have you been able to cope with everything? I've consumed a lot of bourbon. Quite uh, a bit of bourbon. Facts. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Um that you know um that's just on the surface but yeah aside from that uh refocusing mm-hmm. i think a lot of us have used this opportunity of this year to figure out like where are we going what are right. we who are we what do we want to be now that we're not like in that whole cycle and that circle of that machine that we were in and it's given us all a, a moment to just like regroup and think about what's next so yeah bourbon and recentering and um staying prolific and staying creative for me has been the thing that's kept me alive i love that yeah, yeah. so eris i'm not sure if you remember me but i used to host a lot of events for the trevor project and you actually headlined one of our events i can't remember how long ago it's been um so do you 2015 Yes. Okay, so okay. you do. Okay, good, good, good. good. You have yes, a better memory at, than I do. It was at Marquee. Yeah, it was at Marquee. Marquee. You were there. I was there. I think all of us were there. Yeah, I was oh, there. I, I just thought I, I think all of us were there. Pop up recently that was on that carpet. Oh, yeah. I remember. Anyway, that wow. was that was a lot of fun, and we raised a lot of money. So thank you for lending your talents for that evening. It was it was phenomenal. Thank you for having me. Of course. So um, my first question for you is, did you always know that you wanted to grow up and be um, this talented of an artist or did it just happen sort of spontaneously? I think that um, growing up, I was the awkward, weird kid that, you know, was in a place that was really misunderstood. I went to a school where sports was the thing. So like if you didn't play basketball, you were... You're, you're not anything. And um, my dribble is not so no cute. My, I, I can dribble, but I can't dribble a ball. Let's put it that way. And um, so <laughs> it didn't work so well for me. And uh, my obscurity and my own isolation into my poetry actually ended up creating this art. So I think um, I could never have expected that, uh, you know, 
being the unpopular kid and having to put my feelings in pages would end up being something that helped me connect with people later on in life. But I guess life is funny like that. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a really, for a reason. it does. I mean, that's really good kind of segue into my question for you. It's been said that your music has so much emotion, desire and passion that you kind of just alluded to. Where does this come from in your life to be so open and full of hope and emotion? Because I think a lot of our listeners would love to feel how they can be so hopeful and so prideful like you are. Well, I'm super emotional in general. Um, I don't know if it's just like my nature or if it's like a circumstance of um, the experience of my life and the people around me. But um, I feel like I capture that with my recordings and with the music that I put out. And uh over the course of the last few years, I've realized that I'm not just here to make music, but this, the things that happened to me in life, some of which have been really difficult, losing my parents, uh, breaking up with many partners that I loved quite a bit. Like yeah. these things are not just to hurt me or to like devastate me, but maybe they're experiences to grow and learn from, not only for myself, but things that I can share with others. So maybe y'all can skip a step or two and not have to do the same stupid things that I did. Although I welcome it. It's, <laughs> it's fun to make mistakes, right? But yeah. Right. Uh, uh, mistake is my middle name. That was my early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> That's still happening, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what is your zodiac sign? I'm a Capricorn. Mm. I'm a Cancer, because I'm super emotional too. I'll cry at the drop of a hat, so. Just yeah, I have, yeah. How about everyone um, else on the line? Welcome we to take our first responder. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, <laughs> nice. I mean, that pot and pan. Yeah, seven yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Oh my god! I woke up to that on what? What morning was it? Today. No, you woke no. up screaming today because somebody was loud outside. Oh yeah, and I was on a Zoom call. And you started because you said, "What the fuck?" Oh, well, that, but not that. Um, whenever uh, Joe Biden was announced, to be oh yeah, like I woke up to everybody just hooting and hollering, hands. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was a great way to wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to you, Eric. <laughs> Do you think you will have a position in Joe Biden's cabinet? <laughs> wow. Um. Uh. Well, he hasn't reached out yet, but much like uh, everyone else is saying, if there happened to be a position that was right for me, I wouldn't say no. Um, or at least just play at the inauguration, you know? Well, it's going to be a big concert, unlike Trump's inauguration, which basically right. what, there was like a child Bad. performer from Chuck E. Cheese. That's all that was pretty much there. But wow. it's going to be the concert of the century. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think will perform at the inauguration? I think Lady Gaga. You know, she. You she think and, so? And yeah. Joe, yeah, because yeah. her and Joe Biden are like BFF. So, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be dope. This is her time. She, she went hard for him in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She fell in love with the boy from Pennsylvania. That her heart. What do you think she would sing? Wow. I'm on the end. Like, because, like, would she sing one of her songs or would she sing, like, mm. you know? I feel like she's um, going to mash it up. She'll do, like, America the Beautiful, Born This Way, Alejandro Americano. Yeah. She's going to give you everything. Okay. Yeah. And she'll, like, drop out of a helicopter and like <laughs> right. planes will fly around drones her. everywhere. She'll drop in like a Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Who was the, the witch from the Wizard of Oz that came down in a bubble? Glenda. 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 <laughs> but you know, <laughs> for me, uh, what I think would be a great song to sing would be Freedom. So ah. talk to us about your new single coming out, Freedom. I'm so excited. We listened to it. We had a blast through the speakers in the house. It's so amazing. So please talk to us and I listened about that. 
That was a great segue. If Lady Gaga wants to sing my song, she has <laughs> full rights to. Oh, I'm gonna just wave that. Um, yeah, my new single "Freedom" is out now. Um, I wrote the song at the end of last year, right when the primaries were heating up, and uh, everyone was really getting engaged politically. And um, I recorded it pretty much when the protests started. So it was a very, very intense time where you could really feel the vibe of, of the people. And I wanted it to sound like a campfire song. So like that you'd be sitting around the campfire singing in unison. And um, we released it a couple of weeks before the election. And the video includes footage from protests across the country, as well as people that have submitted their footage to me of uh, expressing their personal freedoms. So it's been really awesome to put that out at a time when like it's meaningful, you know, and it actually touches people. Yeah. Thank and you will guys. that be will that be on your upcoming album, your new album coming out through the storm? It will be. It's track two. Yes. Track okay. Two. So where did the title Through the Storm come from? Was it something that you've had like planned out or was it like a aha moment? And I was like, that's it. Uh, both those things kind of, if that makes <laughs> any sense. Um, like, I feel like for me, this is a collection of work that talks a lot about my journey through the storms. So what does the storms mean? My own personal struggles, the life as it is right now, 2020 and the years prior. Um, I lost both my parents in the last few years and um, that impacted me in ways where I felt like I had to write about it. And I feel like mm -hmm. grief and grieving is something that is still kind of taboo and we don't talk about it as much, but these are things that we're, every single one of us is gonna deal with at least once in life. And we're gonna feel alone, but we don't have to. So the way to, to fix that is to start giving people access and not being so closed off and private about these things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's songs about that, that, that uh, process of going through those storms, relationships ending, uh, finding self-love, uh, mental health. Um, I'm a big advocate for speaking about mental health. I feel like that's yeah. another taboo, you know, like in the last mm -hmm. few years, suddenly now we're able to talk about it and feel like, it's not bad, but still, how many of us are going to be affected by it? There's so many that we'll never even know because they're not diagnosed, you know, but there's yeah. still that, that, that thing where if uh, there's a situation in a room where someone's suffering, we don't know how to confront it. So yeah, again, just bring it into the surface, out of the shadows and into the light. Mm -hmm. yeah I love that Absolutely. you mentioned you mentioned losing your parents both in this past year um and I know that your lyrics and your songwriting like speaks to that the recent ones would you mind for our listeners just expanding on that a little bit about how they passed and how it affected you and how it's contributing to your songwriting mm -hmm. sure um my mother passed about eight years ago now um and that was during Hurricane Sandy. So that process was very difficult. She actually was uh, in Bellevue Hospital when the power went out. So dealing with just like the institutions that we trust failing and trying to figure out where to go from there. And then my father passed about two years ago and the, my relationship with him was not as good as relationship with my mother but I got to be there for him in ways that I wasn't able to be for my mom just because I wasn't able to be in the hospital at the time because of the natural disaster. So, you know, um, I felt like until those things happened, I still was a child in ways that I didn't realize. But when you, you, your parents pass, it is that rite of passage where you're like, okay, it's real now. Yeah. And for me, I come from a very small family. So like there, there's no one that's going to catch me when I fall now. And that is both scary and very motivating. Like I tell you, I became a much yeah. more uh, 
beat, uh, I guess they call it pounding the pavement. I pound the pavement a lot harder now than I used to. Um, so it's a blessing, but that informed me in ways where I realized that, um, I'm, I'm young to experience both parents passing. My parents had me when they were older and there are a lot of people that haven't been through it yet. And what I can give them is go hug your mom and dad. If you have an argument, don't be sassy to your mom. I, everyone I, I tell in my life is like, yes, she might be annoying, but she's going to be gone tomorrow. And then you're going to be like, oh, I wish she would just annoy me one minute longer. So it's about gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's about passing along that message of just like appreciation and gratitude and like just being present in the moment. Cause you know, you gotta, you gotta soak it up. That's 100% because I felt that way once this pandemic started, it really put into perspective things for me that were like, maybe this isn't as important as I thought it was. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I made a conscious effort to, you know, speak to the family every day, at least, you know, just a little mm -hmm. something, something that way we don't go weeks at a time before it's like, oh my God, how, you, how are you? What's going on? You know? And so, mm -hmm. so I really feel that. I'm sorry about that too. That's yeah. terrible. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's, again, my parents had me when they were older, so they didn't pass young, but it's, it's just life. And, you know, uh, the thing that we do is, is we adapt and we grow. So I'm glad to be here with y'all talking about it. Absolutely. And you're yeah. incredibly All we can do is celebrate their life. Yeah. You know, keep them, keep their memory alive. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So how are you going to celebrate with your album coming out? And how is that looking for you with the pandemic as far as like promoting? Do you plan on doing like maybe a live concert or how do you plan on doing that? Well, I live in New York, as y'all probably know. And yes. right now we're going into a spike. So it's very, it's very yeah. unusual time. And we're about eight months in. So performers are starting to figure out how to pivot and how to move from traditional performances into this new scope live performances is real tricky in terms of getting people in a room especially like probably the album will be out in the spring so it won't be like battling the snow being outside but right, finding yeah. the right space finding the right space and making sure everyone feels safe and feels comfortable i do have something planned which is going to be really fun i'm going to do a listening and then maybe a little performance at um a space that's outdoors it's a, a pier and waterfront so people will be able to okay. either take public transportation or drive and socially distance and be able to do that thing. Now that's still a uh, TBD, but that's what it's about. Right. It's about <laughs> trying to figure out how, like, how to make it happen. And um, either way, I'll be doing like pre-recorded live performances and having those distributed either like once a week, once a month, a song at a time or a couple songs at a time. So people can see live versions of the, the work that I'm putting out. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, let us know about that because we will definitely come and support. Yeah. Safe, safely adhere to the well, guidelines, of course. Yes. Yes. Safely mm -hmm. take a shot of bourbon with you. To <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Well, then I'll, I'll gladly make that happen. Awesome. I miss concerts, but I do think it'll be cool to have, like, I think a, most concerts will be outside yeah 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 it's, it's about the crowd like, control that's gonna be mm -hmm. the thing. yeah that's true and i think concerts should be outdoors anyway like we went to kim petrus at radio city and it was like cool but it it's was a a, awkward it was an awkward setup and they're yeah, like no standing in the aisles and Mariah i was like Carey there yeah. <laughs> which no. it was fine but it was just like yeah it's kind of like i need like, to move i need to be able to move and groove yeah <laughs> you kind of feel almost obligated to sit down rather than that's, stand up. yeah and then it's like <laughs> we stand 
were in the way of people who were trying to sit. Ugh, whatever. Anyway. I wonder too if they'll do like drive-in concerts. Like they've been they doing. definitely will. They right? definitely will. That's yeah, how I think going. that's really interesting. And the Flaming Lips. Lips. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw this, but the Flaming Licks did this concert where they were everyone in the audience, including themselves, were in those like inflatable bubbles. So everyone had their own personal space. That creeps me the fuck out though. What if you have to be? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Where do you feel like, oh. what do you do? Like, oh, I right. can't do Claustrophobic. So I, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, actually, since we're talking about concerts, I kind of want to take it back to get your thoughts on this. So Taiwan and also Australia have both, uh, you know, they shut down for a long period of time. And they, this past weekend, I believe it was, Taiwan was able to have uh, the Ultra Music Festival. And it was packed and crowded because they literally shut down, I think it was for 60 days and they had yeah. no infections in between then, letting people kind of go out. How do you, do you feel that's something that the US, you know, hopefully with our new administration can implement and we can be able to start doing to start to see arts come back alive again? I'm glad you said with the new administration. I feel like if we're going to keep it real, it's going to still be uh, the cultural divide of the blue state red state phenomenon and yeah. yes in in blue cities you're going to have venues that are able to manage this well but in red states where people still don't believe that wearing masks does anything no i don't envision much really changing there but that's okay because it's yeah. more fun to tour on the coasts anyway so yeah no yeah. just keep it rolling <laughs> i i do think That's like a, a federal policy is going to be important and hopefully the biden administration will mandate as much as possible or at least encourage people at a federal level to do the same thing all across the country instead of different things in every state and that will be helpful yeah, because I feel like when I, you know, used to go to concerts, I would go to concerts if even if they weren't in my state, like even if it were in a red state, I, it's kind of hard to regulate state by state, mm -hmm. yeah. in my opinion, but you know. It's I'm very interesting that people are politicizing president. this because, you know, years ago, not obviously when we were alive, you know, seatbelts were not a thing until finally we realized seatbelts had to be a thing and like people had to use it to protect themselves. So I don't understand. Wait why. a minute. Seatbelts mm -hmm. are a thing? Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's so I, I don't have to wear a seatbelt because I believe in freedom in America. And I don't. I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, pe and, and, and people don't get it. Right. like, yeah. I'm being infringed upon. I'm I'm being told that I can't do something, and yeah. I really think it has to do with the current outgoing administration because it's. I I feel like if this was any other case, people would happily put on masks. Mm -hmm. If it was George Bush, Bill Clinton, President Obama, if there was these other people who said, "Oh, put on a mask," I don't think it would be this much outrage. Just because yeah. we particularly had an administration who stated don't do it and they right. say well we support you so much we'll do whatever you say we'll die we'll right bleach. And yeah. yeah it's so sad <sighs> hey, oh, we're almost out yeah it's almost over y'all don't worry it's almost over a couple I more hope, weeks i hope because i felt like i like i said earlier it was like i'm just waiting for something to happen and be like oh actually i mean it was a joke i feel like trump is definitely going to be kicking and screaming out <laughs> and i can't wait because I want to see that. I mean, he's a reality TV star, so yeah. yeah. And so yeah, he'll get a he'll get a TV show on like something. Somebody yeah. will give him a network. I hope he has not. A network will give him a TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So, Eris, <laughs> you have your your new song that's already out. You have your album that's about to come out, and you're gonna let us know about all the details where we can come support you. Um, 
COVID friendly. What about after all of this is over with? Like what's next in the long term, be it a writing project or your acting or your visual artistry? What's what's next for you? Tend to wear many hats, um, which is why I like to call myself a visual artist, not just a musician. And, um, you know, we, we live in a world where things are changing rapidly, but art is always going to be my passion. And um, right now I am uh, finishing up my album, which will be out in the spring, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a documentary about uh, my mom's passing, my father's passing, and again, a, a tool for grieving and healing. So helping other people move through that process, which hopefully will be out in a year or two. Um, I'm also very unexpectedly refinishing furniture and making men's jewelry boxes because 2020, baby, you got it. Okay. I got some, I got yeah. some furniture pieces. I'll call you. Hustle, I need some you know? help. You got to yeah, grab a hustle. I don't know how long I'll be doing that for, but I have really enjoyed the process of like uh, reclaiming things that have been left behind during this pandemic and making something amazing and new out of them. And um, I'm uh, awesome. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. And yeah, eventually a self-help book as well uh, for mental health is something I'm really encouraged to work on and a lot more music. So um, acting, who knows if the right role comes around. I, I, everyone always tells me I should play a vampire role. So we'll see, like, oh, I don't know. Well, I've been known to write a few things. I don't know if yeah. you know. So, you know, <laughs> the next time I write something, maybe you'll be in the mind. I'll call you. <laughs> beat me. If you want to reach me. <laughs> well, Eris, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. For our listeners out there, where can they find you and follow you and stay updated with all of your happenings that are upcoming? On the street corner, mostly. No, hustling. This bitch. This bitch. I hope you're wearing a mask out there. Right. Always. Several. And the face shield. No, you can find me on my website, www.aris.fm. That's like frequency module, like radio station. Also on social media, on Instagram, at Aris Yagos. Facebook, Aris Records. And Twitter, Aris Yagos. And YouTube, Aris Yagos. And... Not TikTok yet, but we'll see. As long as the Trump administration lets us do it now, right. we're gonna TikTok and we're gonna be dancing and stuff. It's gonna be right. oh, TikTok was petty actually the other day and posted and they said, "Hey, Trump, are you still taking us down or not? Because we have some new stuff we want to put out." <laughs> so, they, so everybody's being petty at this point. Isn't that sad? It's just come to be all petty. It's just all petty now. Yeah, it's just yeah. petty gay drama. Petty gay drama. <laughs> Anyway, Eris, thank you so much. Keep performing, keep yes. inspiring because you're affecting many lives out there and we are just so appreciative of you. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. You so time. good to chat with you tonight and cheers. We're gonna do a very virtual clink here. Let's link up soon. Yes. Yes. Yes, let's do it in the real world. Bye, Eris. Bye. have a great night, guys. Just listening to Eris's new single, Freedom, featuring Janine Tarana. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify. You can watch the video yes. on YouTube. Yes, Queen. Yes. It was so great speaking with Eris. He's a really sweet soul. Yeah. I felt is. his energy. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm and so he was cute as a button. Well, I'm <laughs> so glad that he removed from me from like. 2015, which well, you had to kind of you hard to forget. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Don't gas him. Oh my god. <laughs> Hell's reason over. <laughs> uh, that.
Yeah, he was really good. I, I will say that it was so emotional hearing his story, and I hope mm-hmm. that everyone take a time to listen to what he said, and please mm-hmm. go listen to all of his music. He has so much emotion and passion behind it, and I think yeah. it's really great. Yeah, like yeah. you said, check out Aeris.fm, and you'll get all of his news, and you'll be able to listen to all of his music right there. Okay. You know, it's really interesting about people not feeling like that they can show emotion right now in the world. Um, people being vilified for it. Candace Owens right now is vilifying men who are emotional or men that cry or men like Harry Styles who put Before we get into her, what I wanted to say was that I appreciate that he takes the pain that he, yeah. you know, has to endure and he gives it, or not gives it out, but he, you know, processes it and then puts out art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make, he makes like a guide to how to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really excited about his self-help book. So, yeah, super excited. excited. I guess you can talk about that bitch now. Okay, so I wait. Mean, this bitch, who is she? A muppet. <laughs> <laughs> um, please. That's a good please. way to put it. Yeah. So elaborate. here's what's please interesting. Elaborate. So Candace Owens, all of her life until 2017, was a liberal because in 2007 she actually accused white boys of racially harassing her and threatening to kill her. Um, she claimed the boys were the son of the Stanford mayor. Daniel Malloy, Connecticut's former governor. Um, The NAACP actually joined forces with Candace Owens, and her family received a settlement of $37,500 from Stanford Public Schools. Um, She felt that her life was at stake. Uh, She was just like, I don't want to be around white people because they would say things to her about, you know, calling her the N-word and doing all of this. She's now married Mm -hmm. to a white man. She started dating um, a white man um, not not too long after. I was like, cut Um, two. And then she, her politics changed. And what's crazy is it wasn't her politics, because she was all for Barack Obama. Her politics specifically changed for Trump. Like, she's like, oh, I just feel like he now treats black people as everyday citizens. And, you know, he doesn't bring up race and it's not an issue. And she's like, and he's brought back the manlyhood into the house. And, like, my husband feels like he can be a man. If anyone wants to look up the picture of Candace Owens' Barbie-looking husband, I will make sure to send it to you. Oh, that's um, right. There was an image that went around on Twitter recently that I was like, who is this? Yeah, I bet him and Lady G are DMing. Yeah. And I, I feel like, for me, with Harry Styles, what the issue right now for me is, is that Candace Owens spoke about the fact that he had on a dress. Um, and on the cover of Vogue. On, on the cover of Vogue. And yeah. she said, oh, for me, it's an issue, and I feel like there's been a demasculation of men throughout the world, and men are wearing dresses, men are wearing nail polish, men are wearing makeup. Um, you know, a lot of people have actually came after uh, Lil Nas X this week mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. his new song, Holiday, which is actually, the video is really visually good. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel there should be a standard on masculinity or... Like, how how do you feel about that? No, because those are just no. social constructs that... Yeah. I'm going to say white people have put on people, like, white people in charge, were like, oh, this is for boys, and this is for girls, and this well, is that, and, you know... I, I, will say that, I will say that, but I don't think it's a white person. I, I will say I this, say because that. growing up around hyper-masculine black men mm-hmm. who were, like... Oh, you a sissy. I mean, listen, the most times I was ever called a sissy or a fag was by people of color, to be 100. I I don't think I've ever been called, like, in my, like, memory, a fag or a sissy by a white person. 
I don't think I've ever been called that by a white person. I literally have only been teased like that by a person of color because there's so much hyper-masculinity in the black community because our the men have to rise to a certain occasion, which I completely get and respect, but I've only gotten that type of, you know, that, that kind of language from them. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's exclusive to them because obviously, you know, you have people in school that tease you or say certain things, but I've just, you know, in my memory, that's what I remember at TJC, remember how I was scared to go to the the lunchroom, even though we were always running over that Eden. I remember one time I walked in front of the lunchroom and it was a group of like black men and I walked by and I couldn't even, they literally started being like, faggot, punk, you punk bitch, your mama, you, you better do better for your mama, your daddy, you walking like that. Like, so it's an interesting concept because we are an oppressed group and I feel like mm-hmm. what has happened with this current presidency is like we've all taken a look, we're seeing people of color who are straight and cis at the Black Lives Matter and the Pride March, and we're seeing them join together like we did in mm-hmm. L.A., so I'm hoping that there's a change, uh, because I know that me as a black gay man, I've struggled with that. I've struggled, like, how can I how can I be black and be, you know, I obviously want equal rights for black people, but then a lot of people who are black don't want equal rights for me as a gay man. Mm-hmm. So I've struggled with that, but I think I've finally gotten to a better place because of this year. I feel like this year has shown us that People are learning and people are willing to change. Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning of the Obama administration is when all of this progress started happening from, you know, the systemic differences of male and female, if you identify as such. Mm -hmm. And then we started having conversations of, well, why, what makes a man? What makes a woman? What makes Mm -hmm. an individual? And then whenever Trump got elected, all of those conversations just like went out the window when it comes to like policy. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Darrell, like the whole Black Lives Matters movement that recently happened was like a another way to awaken mm-hmm. society. But it's, I don't, I'm just so sad that the Obama progress from his administration is being like erased. Erased. Yeah, I think the progress is what enraged some people. I think they yeah. didn't know that they were upset at things until it was, like, in front of their face. Like, yeah. I think they're like, oh, I think I do have some residual feelings towards black people because I'm real upset that Obama is president. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I've never had any, like, hatred or hateful feelings before. Or, like, the Me Too movement and all that stuff. It's, like, that sparked in feelings that I think people didn't realize and made them angry and then Trump came along and was like yeah your feelings are valid like Mm -hmm, these hateful feelings like that's yeah Mm -hmm. and so uh, you know we've talked about this multiple times it was a kind of a blessing in disguise like I feel that we're on the precipice of like turning things around Mm -hmm. and like re-having those conversations that started back in 2004 and now that people have gotten their anger out and confusion and realize that things aren't really the way they thought they were and kind of pop that little bubble that they were living in. Now we're like, okay, now let's revisit these like progressions that we were starting in 2004. And not to continue hating on people that call themselves Christians. Realize I'm saying people that call themselves Christians, not actual (laughs) Christians. They'll take the argument of Adam and Eve and say, well, Adam was a man. Eve was a woman, but let not ye forget that. There was no actualization of the difference between a man and a woman before evil got brought into this world. Mm-hmm. So when God created these two men, two human beings, there wasn't a man and there wasn't a woman. There were two people that loved each other 
and then shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of uh, America, like, oh, making... Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that was really nice. Thank right. you so much. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I, I can't. Actually, leave. we're leaving. I'm tired of... <laughs> Actually, you kind of right. will be with us all week. <laughs> I'm tired of, like, um, straight cis white men being, like, applauded and, like, you know, made to be, like, put on this pedestal because they put on a skirt. Or they are mm. they're daring to to wear a dress on on the book cover of Vogue. When why aren't we seeing that more with like the queer mm-hmm. artists that are already out there? Or like you know I don't know. It's just I read something on Twitter the, uh, earlier that was like you know the, that that argument of mm-hmm. like how come if it's a straight cis man it's uh, applauded, but if it's like. I don't know a brown anybody queer else. person. Yeah, because yeah, literally because honestly, else. because the world is so backwards right now, we need those people to open the doors. I think mm-hmm. that Harry Styles has a, he has a fan base that's and unfortunate a and a platform that's un, that's crazy. And like, I don't think Candace. Same thing when Candace came for Cardi B. I don't think she was ready for the fan absolutely. base. Absolutely not. But, but, absolutely but, not. But then what? Like what you were talking about earlier about all the progress that has been made. Yes, right. you know, sure progress has been made or whatever but clearly not enough or I don't know I think you're right I think progress I it's mean, just it, it, well it's all it's about the always... pendulum as when the pendulum swings left it always is going to hit the center and then go right and then it's mm-hmm. going to come back to the left and then it's always going to come back into the center sure, sure, so sure. as America continues to grow let not ye forget again <laughs> that America is one of the youngest nations Mm-hmm. In the world, you've been watching the we're crown. We're a little have you? slow in the I have been, been watching. Brain has been watching the crown. Yes. I keep History hearing him. I'm just British. tired. I'm just tired of seeing that, and then it's always yeah. just like groundbreaking and something yeah. brand new. And it's like, bitch, oh, what? No. I mean, Billy Porter like, did it too, and he was gay and black. But here's the thing: a lot of people gave him black backlash, even the people in the gay community, because they were just like, we tired of seeing Billy. I know, Bray, we've had discussions like we Billy this, Billy that, and it's like, well, well this so, is because I saw him years ago. But, but it's first. like, but, anyway. but at what point are we? as gay people of color and, and people who are disenfranchised gonna be okay with anybody doing Well, it. that's a question to ask any any type of community. Women within women hate each other. Mm-hmm. Gay men with, yeah. within gay men mm-hmm. hate each other. Latinos within Latinos mm-hmm. hate each blacks other. It's like, blacks, when, no. which continues to have, like, that's what AIDS wars. Yeah. Like, why can't we just, as a human being that Support God, each other. Human beings that God has created, just... Love and support. I mean, for yeah, some people, these conversations are very new and they're still adjusting. They just can't accept it. A lot of people don't like change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter like all the evidence that you put in front of them and you're like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to pop your bottle, but this is not how things are, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it takes some people, like, really, they're just like, nope, mm-mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> was in Family Guy. What's his name? Was in Footloose. Nope. That's Kevin not Bacon right. was Kev- in Footloose. Yeah. No. Kevin Bacon was not in Footloose. Nope. He was like, yes, no, he was. physical proof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. 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 Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm laying all this out for you. So it's like, you know, people... But you, you, people gotta pick it up, you yeah. know. It's you. You've had your little grace period. Mm-hmm. You had your little anger fit. You had four years to scream and shout and pick it, and and you'll grr. probably have more. But yeah, Jill, thank you for bringing up the crown because there's a line in the crown. I'm paraphrasing, but when Queen Elizabeth is speaking to the Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, she's saying, "Listen, I've seen Prime Ministers." Jill from- 
she was so good and so. I've met Jillian Anderson she's a bitch and we're laughing away love you Jillian maybe you'll come on the podcast probably not after this but <laughs> she's telling Margaret Thatcher like look I've seen prime ministers come and go from either party she's like I've been at this way longer than you have ma'am everything is going to be fine because that's just how nations roll nations fall nations build up nations nations go through pain nations go through joy that's just the way that human beings work which is unfortunate now because we're living through it and we see mm -hmm. all the wrong and disaster that's happening but all the deaths that's how progress is made if mm -hmm. listen if you have pain sure. let it be champagne all right, Dorit. That is. That's right. I was like, who said Dorit? Not Dorit. Uh, <laughs> no, I, th I think the crown is so good. I always get shaken by watching history pieces, especially when they're tragic and you know how they're going to end up. Obviously, they're telling the story of uh, Princess Diana, and Charles is a dick, so he can get fucked. But seeing Princess Diana and, and knowing how her life is going to end up, and it's funny because seeing the parallel between Princess Diana and Meghan Markle and mm -hmm. what they both had to go through. It's just like, y'all are doing it again, and y'all are also mm -hmm. doing it ten times worse because she's a person of color. Like, it's a whole thing. But what's different this time is Harry is saying, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I'm not letting this happen, and I'm protecting the woman that I love. Yeah. And I'm going to help us get out of this. He literally, he literally did a quote. He was doing an interview, and I thought it was so powerful. He was like, I cannot protect the first woman I loved and who loved me, but I can protect oh, this one. That is oh, that's that, right. And yeah. that is how you, he literally was like, y'all, y'all gonna get us, bitch, let's go to Canada. She said, good, because you know, they got good acting stuff over there. He said, cool. I will never forget <laughs> the interview that Harris, I was like, he said, you know, she's an actress. On the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. 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 she acts. She and, she now, and then she was the voiceover for Elephants. Yeah. 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 She sure She's was. like, thanks, Harry. Well, I, I love it. It's so sweet. Yeah. I think I think it's so great. But then I, I have to, like, being devil's advocate is how do you continue a monarchy without having all these rules that you have to adhere to? If you have to continue your relevance from Queen Elizabeth's, like, standpoint, how do you combat the progress that the UK is? going towards like i don't i don't know well like ashley was saying it's, it's time for new rules to be made i think we've been stuck mm -hmm. in the old oh, but those yeah. those rules which is probably what you're saying is those rules were written back way 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 yeah, way a like long time ago yeah. but like it's hard for people to colors. let that shit go. but like people yeah. people who call themselves christians don't want to rewrite the bible Right. Even it's, though... Even though a man wrote... Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. you so know, this all boils down to just man. That's a whole other <laughs> like, We can do that. We can do that talk. We could. Man, man ain't ready for that talk, though. A lot of people aren't ready. But you know, what's weird is there are, the there, are different, there are different chapters that were written for the Bible that man chose to keep out of the Bible. You so. know what? You know Caitlin Bennett, the stupid gun girl, the blonde girl that goes around nowadays talking about spewing her... I'm sorry, you're going to have to narrow it down from the stupid blonde girl. Anyway. She, wrote, right, she was many. on Twitter and she quote tweeted, uh, somebody had said something that, like, they were like, this is, uh, it was about abortion or whatever. And she quote tweeted it and was like, well, my Bible says abortion is illegal or whatever the fuck she said. And everybody was just like, where? Bitch, where? Right. Where? Right. Show me. 
What are you talking about? She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's uh, just talking. Right. You know, stats have said that a lot of times that people who are against abortion, especially in that nature, nine out of ten times have either had one themselves or will have one themselves. And I think it's so very interesting. I know Tommy Laren came under a lot of fire from that, from the Republican Party, mm-hmm. because she was actually like, no, 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 wait. Um, I think a woman has the right to choose with her body. And they were like, wait a minute. You agree everything but that? And then right. she had to come out and speak about, well, you know. And let's just keep on going. How much time we have producer shit if, <laughs> if you're gonna say that we're pro-life then why are we okay with 200 plus a million americans dying from covid because the majority okay? of them were people of color why are why are we okay with george floyd being choked out for color. two and a half minutes yeah. and also yeah. since we're talking about that can we talk about this the recent lynching that's been going on and no one's talking about it yeah let's talk 15 about year old kwan bobby charles was found dead in a sugar cane field 25 miles from his home in baldwin louisiana and the police did nothing yeah nothing Mm -hmm. so basically i think in a nutshell what happened was that he was picked up by this white family who he didn't know and they took him back to their house or wherever and then the next day he was found in a in a river and then the police said oh he just drowned that's what happened and the coroner office said, yeah, he just drowned. How are they going to say it. that, especially with everything that's happened this year? Right. And then now the family that is pretty much responsible for his death is skipping town. They're literally, there's video of them packing up U-Haul and getting ready. Well, to they better take a COVID rapid test if they're going to cross their line. <laughs> I hope they catch it. And I hope they fucking die a horrible death. There's actually an actor. Choking on a tube. There's actually an actor from um, Young and Arrestless who's been, um, he's very you know, Trumpism and he doesn't think the virus is real or none of that and he actually caught COVID today and now has to be recast because he can't go on set. Mm. And it's just, you know, God is always on time. God's timing is, is always, always right. Time. That's the only just, thing on the comic. It's just <laughs> God's like, timing is always right. It's just like, right. you get that, but you know what? This is the time as the year is getting ready to come to a close. We're getting into the holiday season, things that we're thankful for. We're getting to the point where it's like, listen, there's going to be new changes. Everyone's going to be embarking on new changes. And Brayden, you have a new change coming. Tell us what your new change is going to be. Turn and face the strange change. Um, I will be moving. Oh, where are you headed? I am going downtown. Downtown. I'm going to Chelsea, y'all. Okay, I just thought. Wow. That's so exciting. I just thought with this global pandemic, as unfortunate yeah. as it is, the rent here in New York City is just like. The, it's, the, yeah. This it's is the perfect time to strike. Unfathomable. So I thought, why don't I just look at it? And yeah. I looked at it and I found something and I can afford it. And it's great amenities and they've been super sweet and super helpful. And so I'm just going to do it. That's Congratulations. I've never lived alone in my entire life. I wow. cannot believe you finally get to do it. So for all of our listeners out there, Adam and myself lived with Brayden in college throughout of our entire college years. Um, then we moved to New York together and we lived together. Uh, then Brayden moved in with another roommate, a friend of ours from college. And we've all lived together for, you know, as, as friends. And Brayden has always, since the first day I met him in 2006, wanted to live by himself. So this is a great achievement that has been... 18 years, <laughs> not longer, because you didn't want to live at home well, by yourself. Cheers to that. So, I've been trying to get away from my mama since I was like 10. Right, right. Oh, he's, no. he's been trying just to get away from And so it's just like, so congratulations to you, Brayden. Thank you. On New beginning. 
We are so proud of you here. I got a lot of work to do now, but cheers. Cheers. Yes. Um, I guess it's all happening, Jesus. Yeah. So if y'all are available to any listeners out there. Ooh, who want uh, to I'm looking through my I just calendar. Don't think I have time. Really could use some help I'm moving. <laughs> I mean I'm so sorry. Yeah. If um, y'all want another episode of Pride the Podcast, by <laughs> God. I you know it's sweet, honey. Um before we go, I wanna give a special shout out to one of our executive producers, Teresa Kelton. Hey um, girl. We have entertainment is now having short circuit come back johnny five is alive baby wait, wait, wait. this deserves an this, actual this, this, ashley's gonna pull up our sound effects let's see if it works yes <laughs> um congratulations to Teresa and john hyde over at rehab entertainment they will be uh both bringing back short circuit with a latin x feel to it yes so we are super excited latin x so um if you need voiceover <laughs> yeah. or if you need latin something adam will be johnny five right be, john, adam adam johnny whatever you need adam will be there right a latin pa i'm there for you <laughs> yeah. happy for them and yes. until next time on Pride the Podcast I am Mr. Braden Bradley I'm Adam Andrew Rios I'm Ashley Mitchell and I'm Darrell Anthony see you again bye, bye. happy helping.